Okay, so these are the levels that contribute to your lumbosacral plexus. What? Uh-huh. Got a little sugar action going there. All right, so T12 through S3. So the T12 spinal nerve root, the L1 spinal nerve root, L2, L3. So just to remind everybody, those are the ones that come out here. Finger to intervertebral foramen quickly. So they're there. Okay, that's where they come out. So when I say a plexus, we're now getting a networking of these nerve roots to be able to provide innervation to the lower extremity. So, this is, we can break this down into, into three pieces, which I will do for you graphically. Let's look at T12, L1, and L2, first of all. Ooh, that's a, that's a good one. It's all purdy like. Okay, I'll do these in color. I'll I'll color code this for you too, to some degree. So <laughs> I should have told everybody to bring in their best, uh, bring in your best Crayolas, so we can all play today. So T12 and L1 go together. L1 and L2 go together. They send off nerves to give you a combination of things. T12 and L1 create two different things. Your iliohippogastric nerve and your ilio, I always get these messed up, your ilioinguinal. So they both have innervation from T12 and L1. Are these terribly important nerves? Nah, they're not. They're not a real big deal. They're going to provide some some cutaneous innervation to your buttock. They're going to provide some innervation to your um, your abdominals. That sort of thing. All right, so the iliohippogastric nerve, ilioinguinal nerve. Now, L1 and L2 send off a little sprout that is now going to be called the genitofemoral nerve. Which is cutaneous as well. So there's the first chunk of this. Hope this is better. Yes, it'll work. Okay, so now we've got, we're going to work our way down through this. So, oh, let's see. I want to make sure that I line this out for you correctly.
Okay, this does not indicate that there are three separate things coming out of L2. This is just that L2 contributes to these things. All right, so it's not like you got two separate things coming out at L3 here. They're they're the same nerve root. They just send send pieces off of there. All right, that's important. But I've done this visually because I think it's easier to remember. Did you have two colors? I did two colors. All right, so L2, 3, and 4 contribute to two major nerves. They would be? Femoral. Femoral and? What's the other one that's L2, 3, and 4? Obturator. Yippee skippy. So we'll do the obturator in blue. And we'll do the femoral nerve in red just for the sake of, you know, just. All right, so femoral nerve, L2 through 4. Obturator nerve, L2 through 4. <coughs> Femoral nerve is involved with innervating what group of muscles, basically? Okay. This is a hip flexors, anterior thigh muscles. So if it's here, it's femoral. You have your hip flexors, you have sartorius, you have rectus femoris, and you have the vasti all grouped together for that purpose. Remember we talked about wiring. Your obturator nerve does what? What, what primary function? Your medial thigh muscles, your adductors. Okay? So you're, you're cruising here. So you got your uh, adductor magnus, Longus, brevis, gracilis, and obturator externus. Obturator externus is the one that fits into this group. So now we're grouping them by innervation, right? That, well, that is one way that I would remember them, yes. Okay. Easier to do. That's why I, I grouped it out the way I did. So now, in the midst of all this, we have to add in... Um, two other little sprigs that come off of this. Um, so I'm going to put, I'll just put them in, uh, now I'll put them in, uh, let's see, I'll, just, I'll put one in red and one in blue. Just so there are two little sprigs that come off of here. So one of them is going to be the nerve that goes to the psoas and the iliacus. And the other is going to be your lateral femoral cutaneous nerve, which gives you sensation, sensory innervation, sensation. Again, those are not the those aren't the biggest parts of this puzzle. The big thing is L two three four femoral nerve, obturator nerve, anterior and medial thigh. All right, so there's your two, three, and four. Easy, straightforward. They're all grouped accordingly. 
So now from here, we're working our way down through the plexus. And now L4 gets to, L4 gets to contribute a lot of stuff. Because L4, I need more colors. I always hated having the eight pack of Crayolas. You don't want the eight pack of Crayolas because you never know how much you're going to create. You need the 12 or the 24 or the 36 pack. We got the pack. Yeah, the one that was like this big. I never had that. Okay, so let's do this. Um, Sorry. Unfortunately, that one's not very, very good marker. Okay. So now we got another section. Now remember, this is not that L4 has four nerves coming out of there. This is all coming out of the same nerve root. It just happens to contribute to another piece of the puzzle here. All right, so now the green, the green is actually going to be, well, the green and the, let's, let's look at it this way, first of all. This is what? What's the whole package deal here? The sciatic nerve, yes. It's the whole thing. I break that down for a reason, which I'll explain in a moment. All right, so your sciatic nerve provides innervation to what group, generally speaking? You've done anterior thigh, you've done medial thigh, posterior thigh, yes. Now again, it has some sprigs that fall off of it to help provide innervation to um, um, other groups of muscles. So off of here, no, it's the whole combination, orange and green. Yes, I've just looped this around like I was tying a cord around it. Okay. So we got a little, we got something coming off of there. Then we got something come. Make sure I do this right. Under S1, under test. I didn't have it right. Boop and boop. All right, so those would be. superior gluteal, and we have to have an inferior gluteal. So those are supplied by 4, 5, and 1, and 4, 5, 1, and 2. So the gluteal muscles provide you with innervation to the lateral thigh muscles. I would look at a lateral thigh being your glutes, your TFL, your glute max. Which 
is inferior, correct. Yeah, I have not put any muscles to these. I've just simply, these contribute to the lateral motion. So glute medias, glute minimus, TFL, and then glute max. All right? We can always fill in the blanks with all these later. So now the other sprigs that we have to talk about, again, come out of here, but I'll just do them in a different color just for the sake of argument. So this is the nerve to your the nerve to quadratus femoris. Nerve to the QF and uh, your inferior gemelli or gemellus. And then the one below it is the nerve for the obturator internus and your superior gemellus. So the sprigs go to the smaller rotators. They're small muscles. They don't have to have big, big innervation. They just have a, a sprig off of the main nerve. Quadratus femoris. All right, so there you have it. We've, we now have a lumbosacral plexus. All right? And at this point, we now have a sciatic nerve. The reason why I broke this up is because we'll see... I'll have, to, I'll have to put it up over here. We'll follow these orange and greens further. Because right now, we're, we've only gone to the sciatic nerve. We're barely out of the thigh. But I want you to know what happens to these nerves as they go further south. Because they do some very fun, interesting things. Once again, they do it based on groups. So is everybody good to the sciatic nerve? Obturator internus and superior gemellus. Quadratus femoris, inferior gemellus. So as the sciatic nerve passes through, it's got to be able to supply innervation to these things. And again, remember that this is not, this is but one nerve. I just happened to put two stripies in there so that it would be easier to follow as you went further inferior. So now can I, can I move, is everybody good if I take this now and move it up here? Mm -hmm. Yep, so I can have orange and green. Well, let's just finish it off from there. And then I'll pick back up here. So this is where we ended off. Right, so we're just, I, need a, I need a whiteboard that's about twice the height to do this. So now from here, if we look at how it's drawn, this is actually going to be
That's why I did it the way I did, because when you look at the innervations of, or the distributions of the tibial, it gets it from four to three. If you look at common perineal, it's four to two. So I did color-coded them like that to make life easy to follow as you, as you go distally. My present to you. So the sciatic nerve breaks into tibial and common perineal, yes. So now the common perineal nerve, let's look at that, it goes and it breaks off into, it goes into deep, and it goes into superficial, and these are the anterior muscles. And these are the lateral muscles of the shin, or ankle. Deep perineal nerve goes to tibialis anterior in that group. Remember how I talked about those, everything's in threes? Three and three. Everybody's still good with that. Yes. Sweet. It also provides, don't forget that we also have a little sprig that goes to what muscle? At the knee. What important muscle at the knee? How about that? Your bicep femoris has a long head and a short head. Long head is innervated superiorly, short head is innervated inferiorly by your common perineal nerve. So functionally, these muscles are all involved with trying to essentially dorsiflex the foot. And the wiring being the same, that's, that's why I wanted you to look at things in terms of function. So they're wired the same. So I'll bet if you think in terms of what would you have to do to pull your foot away from something, you would dorsiflex and you're probably not going to invert. You're going to pull it away from. So functionally they fit. So now the tibial nerve goes posteriorly or to the posterior group. And it also goes to a superficial and a deep. All right, so the deep group are all the deep posterior muscles. So these are the post these are all going to be posterior shin. So the tibial provides innervation to the superficial group of posterior muscles. It also provides innervation to the deep group of posterior muscles. So you've now got all four groups uh, around the shin. So far, so good. Functionally, everything makes sense. 
neurologically, it's a good thing it makes sense. I am thankful that it all makes sense. And if we send it a little bit further down now, we also end up having, this will go down into the foot, and you'll now have your lateral plantar and your medial plantar. Medial plantar supplies far more muscles than the lateral does. Lateral is the second, third, and fourth lumbricals. And I think that that's it. So how's that? And that's it. That's all she wrote. The biggest thing is to understand, I think, to me, because I had a hard time with this. I really did. This is not how I learned it in school. I guarantee it. Because the way I learned it in school was the way I'm trying to get you all to not learn it. Which is just by rote memory. Row memory lasted me about till the day after my test. For me. Now, I bet you if you ask Steve the same question, or Jose the same question, they probably learned it in different ways. But now coming back to try and relearn it, or to, to package it, I've grouped, I, I think that there are nice natural anatomical groupings that when you stop and think about it, make very, very good sense because of what they do to move around the planet. So you've got this group, yeah, we've got to have innervation to these muscles or to certain muscles like your abdominals, but this doesn't serve a big purpose because in the trunk there's not that much there to innervate. Or in the lower extremity, the muscles that contribute to the lower extremity. It, this is not a big picture or this is not a big part of the picture. But we need to look at the big things. Femoral nerve obturator, guess what? They come from the same area and they do similar things. Flexors or the anterior muscles versus the medial muscles. Well, you're left with what else? Posterior, guess what? All works that way. Now, posteriorly, we also have these little things called the rotators and we gotta, we're going to send some things off of that to be able to innervate those things properly. But if we go further south and we get to the knee and we split, then what happens? Well, now I've got to innervate the muscles that are below the knee or distal to the knee. So if it breaks, which it does, above the popliteal fossa, then what happens? We get a tibial and a common perineal. Common perineal functionally works to, to innervate a deep group, or what I call a deep group, and a superficial group. Anteriorly and laterally. They work together to do things like moving your foot away from a stimulus, these, these muscles are going to function together as well. So for example, uh, um, you have all of the muscles that are superficial that provide you a plantar flexion. What do the deep muscles do? 
invert and plantar flex. You have a tibialis posterior. What does that do? It inverts and it and it also plantar flexes. You have flexor hiatus longus. Then you have flexor digitorum longus, and they would also tend to plantar flex the foot. They flex the toes, but they they would also, if you couldn't flex the toes, they would plantar flex the foot. So these things all work as groups. So when you get to the ankle, we gotta we still gotta be able to innervate the intrinsics. So we're gonna send another branch, break it up, go medial and lateral on the foot, and you're done. Functionally, it all fits, and that's why I color-coded it the way I did. But that, in all honesty, took about um, probably about 17 years to really see it in that way. Because that's not the way I learned it. As a matter of fact, I often wonder how I learned it. I'm sorry? Well, you see, you have, I've taken 17 years and wrapped it up into, into 30 minutes, which doesn't make me feel very good because I got like 17 years of learning reduced to 30 minutes. So what was I doing for the other 16 hours, 364 days, 23 hours, and 30 minutes? Don't answer that. <clears throat> so I've just simply tried to make it simplified in terms of function, which, amazingly enough, you can. Upper extremity is going to be the same sort of thing. Now, upper extremity, you're cross-wired a little bit more. Why would you be cross-wired? Yeah, you have more delicate movements, more fine motor control. You don't want to lose any innervation all to one thing. It's like if I take one thing out, what happens? Oh, I don't want it to all be gone. So I got to be able to have some way of being able to have motor control if I lose something. Here you do, but you have bigger groups. You have the same sort of thing. But in the upper extremity, you're going to have more cross-wiring, intermingling of things. But I'll bet that when you get down to looking at it visually and functionally, it's going to be very similar. It's going to break down in a similar fashion. Okay. Questions on the on the lumbosacral plexus. So like L two to S three, mainly the thighs and the back of the thighs. L two to S three. Well, and it goes beyond that because S three or L two through S three, or excuse me, L four through S three, create the sciatic nerve which supplies everything farther south, distally. So can I say the tibial nerve is L4, S3? L4 through S3, yes. I mean, if you get in trouble, you can draw this out, you know, put it in the margin and go, oh yeah, that's what it is. You have, well, on this side of it, you have L4 through S2. On this side, you have L4 through S3. So this is important to have S3 
is it going to make a difference between you passing and failing? Probably not. <laughs> what? <laughs> Don't let her have any. We're going to have to monitor her snacks. All right, so that's, that's where we stand with the lumbosacral plexus. It doesn't need to be any more difficult than that. You don't need to know any more detail than that. You just got to know the nerve and what it innervates? Well, the other part that you need to know is why do I, why do I care about the femoral nerve? Because it innervates? Well, yeah, we talked about anterior group. Chances are anterior is what? Anterior is... Yes, so we have to know what these are important for, but you've already done that. I know you've already done that because you've already done your charts. It's just another way. This is the opposite way to learn it. You've went from muscle to innervation. Now I'm saying innervation is the way it is because muscles all tend to group together functionally. So there are two ways to skin that cat. <laughs> 